welcome to the Sheffield Hopcast. Uh, it is November, it's 2019. Uh, we're at the Industry Tap, which I'm going to say is the newest bar in Sheffield. I think that's still factually yeah, correct. Mill Owners opens tomorrow, does it? So it is this week. Yeah. Yeah. There's another one so on Friday. Yeah, right. 24 hours Thursday. is factually correct. We yeah. might have two extra um, by, the, by the weekend. Here's something that you'll want to hear. So this is our last normal episode of the year. Because December, of course, is fancy the, dress. Uh, is the is the pod crawl where Sean will not turn up in a Christmas jumper because he's a miserable get. Be well, that I am genuinely. I put out to Twitter today like when is appropriate for me to start wearing my Christmas jumpers because I'm itching to put them on. I think first of December is kind of like a natural <coughs> start for that. Otherwise, it just gets boring too early. I so, have a lot of Christmas jumpers. We have. Teams. I don't know what date it is, but yeah, December <laughs> is our Christmas. Pod crawl, and I've made two executive decisions about it. Number one being that uh, we're going to start the pod crawl at the Sheffield Tap, like we did last year, and that's now like the start of our Christmas pod crawl every year. That's just going to be a thing now. Uh, the other is that um, that's it. That's all we're going to do in terms of the planning. The rest of the night, we're just going to see where we end up. We're just going to go with the flow. So we're not going to plan or prepare any more of the route. Old Queen Z straight from that. there. So, so plan A is we start at Sheffield Tap. That, Number two is, that, is that refers is to point one. The plan is just we start at Sheffield Tap at a certain time and then we just see where it goes from there. That's and I think okay. we'll throw it out to like social media and stuff like that if people want to say, oh, come to our venue and just see where we end up and see what happens. I can't see how you want us to come along to it. If you want us to come along to your venue and give us free beer, we'll uh, have a chat. We'll, we'll do it. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're always up for that. Uh, right to the matter in hand, then. So um, let's go around the table. First of all, uh, hello, I'm James. Um, I'm going to go diagonally first to Adam. What's your beer of the month, Adam? Well, do I do it or not? I've got two. Go I've got two beers of the month. Which was I'm, your beer of the month, though, really? My, fa- my favourite beer of the month was the Double India Porter by uh, the Colonel. 7.4%, I think. Um, just what It was a beer that Sean had in his shop, and I just saw it really well-priced, beautifully, you know, for its strength as well. And it's just something I've not had for a while, just something really... Just, just, just really, really just good for this time of year, and it kind of leads on to what beers are into, I suppose, but absolutely perfect beer. So I'm going for the Colonel. One thing you've always got to hand to the Colonel is that their beers are so well priced. Yeah. Uh, the price has time, just gone up on that today, actually. Am I, am I not allowed <laughs> to have my um, second place? <laughs> oh, did you realise that someone's taking it up wrong? Um, El Camilla by um, St. Mars of the Desert. Um, I went over there on Friday. It's the first time I've been just to sit in there for an evening and just, you know, just soak it up I usually go I'll nip in in an afternoon to pick up some cans and maybe have a drink or you know a quick one after work or something but went there the evening spent the evening there met some friends um, some of you Sean you know actually Frank and Eileen Frank and Eileen yeah legends um, and big another, Wednesday fans and as well and another chap called Duncan who actually sent, sent us an email saying um, bumped into one of your guys so that was nice so we just had a really good evening and the problem isn't there is that it's not a problem it's a good problem Good problem to have. It's just the strength, this the beer range, and the strength of the beers are just kind of just on that like naughty side. And um, a few halves of them, and you know about it by eight o'clock when it's closing time. And it actually led and, to, and you find yourself in the well, middle there, of there is cliff. there is a video that I don't know who the guy's name, and it's me and James Buxton from um, from, from Thornbridge. Um, I'm gonna say it's kind of air guitaring to Frozen because they put Frozen on to try and get rid of us with Let It Go song. But we didn't just air guitar, we basically air every instrument possible together and someone filmed it. This sounds wow. amazing. If but you I have just, that video, I keep please saying share it like, with us. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> I've not seen it. No, it's not surfaced, but someone recorded it and said, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to the Hopcast thing, but it's probably embarrassing. But uh, So yeah, El Camillo is um, 6.9%. Kind of, I suppose it's, maybe it's a dipper, I suppose. The name's built up of three hops. It's El Dorado... Calypso and YMAF just kind of mashed together to it. But, yeah. The can makes it look like some mystical village in Mexico, yeah. doesn't it? It's great. So, uh, yeah. Can I follow this up with my beer of the month? Mm. Because mine is a St. Miles of the Desert oh. beer. Um, and it's been a little bit weird doing this because we didn't do a beer of the month, it'd be last month. Um. So I've been like, oh, what what's actually fallen within the last month so this is literally a beer that I had on uh, Saturday and it's called and I hope I'm going to pronounce this right so I'm just going to pronounce it as it's written on the can Hopfenpop 
Yeah. Is, that, is that correct? It's a beautiful word. Um, so it's a, it's a it table week. New England IPA, 4.5%. Uh, quite subtle, but just dead tasty. Mm. Really nice. And um, I think we, you know, th- they're getting the, the reputation of New England beers. They just do so well. And that's just a great example of 4.5% of how to do a beer that mm. just packs loads of taste without being that strong. Yeah, I think they just. I think the good thing about them is they're not overly like cloying or fussy. They're just really solid. Whereas, like I sometimes don't enjoy maybe a verdant or something just because it just might be just a bit too much and I feel like they're too heavy. But I think they're perfectly balanced. Do you know the one issue with the fact that that was a, a table beer four and a half percent is that? Um, so I, I had it on Saturday. I went to um, it was a meal with friends, but it was a bring your own beer place. So I drank the beers in percentage order. So right. that was the first one that I had at four and a half percent, but it was also the best because <laughs> every one that I had after, even ones that were like six, seven percent, didn't taste as good as that. It's a letdown. Can right? I just briefly chip yeah. in with a fun little uh, Saint Mars the Desert story? That just to throw back to my trip to California as well. Uh, Jim and I were drinking in um, a bar called The Trappist in Oakland, which is just across from uh, San Francisco. Um, it's quite a famous bar for um, Belgian beers. And Dan and Martha from Smod had actually recommended that we go there. It was one that they f- were familiar with. And it was two-minute walk from our hotel. Um, and we, we were just having a couple of nice beers. And on the bar, they had a bottle of what turned out to be tequila, but the branding on it, it was like a white label with a black pencil drawing. And it was a bit, it looked a bit like a St. Mars beer. So we were like, oh, would you mind just passing us that bottle? We want to send our, our friends back home a, a picture of it. Took a picture and we're like, oh yeah, it just looks like, wonder if you know of them actually. Uh, it was a new brewery in Sheffield, St. Mars of the Desert, run by a couple called Dan and Martha who used to have pretty things over in America. And the guy who worked behind the bar was like, shut up. They are my favorite brewery of all time. <laughs> do they still make Jackdaw? And he was shouting across <laughs> to one of his regulars, like, hey, these guys know Dan and Martha. And it was just so nice. And it's like, I just just thought I'd share that little anecdote wow. of how beer makes the world that little bit smaller because I thought it was cute. That's good. You've got to follow that up now with your beer of the month. Oh, okay. Am I allowed to? Because Adam had to. Oh, go on then. Um, <laughs> so, in... I've got three. It's okay. In I've got three. Uh, Laura Bean, terribly predictable, usual fashion... Both of the beers that I've picked that I can't choose between are from Torside. Because <laughs> I went to Torside Smokefest at the weekend. I had a feeling and had this might happen. an absolutely brilliant day. We all knew it was going to happen. Um, but yeah, there were two beers that I genuinely can't choose between. Uh, there was one that I think was a very Laura beer that I knew I was going to absolutely love. That was, um, I, I think last year I picked Rauschwein as one of my beers of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year they've done Heavy Rausch, which is this year's version of Rauschwein but with a longer boil time so it packs even more of a punch and they'd made 40 litres of one with uh, added raspberries um, and they had it was literally a bag in a box like a like a cider that they were serving it from and it was just amazing like it was smoky it was raspberry it was smooth it was sticky it was just absolutely fantastic how many litres of the 40 did you drink personally um, not, I don't think I had more than my fair share but they also had a cherry version and a plain version which I also had some of and I brought a bottle of the raspberry version home because I knew I'd want to sip on it at home somewhere um, and then the other one a little bit kind of more you know a little bit more un- unexpected I think was one of uh, it was the new Dogs of War beer uh, and it's the Swiss Guard Sighthound uh, which was an 11% Moscatel barrel-aged smoked wheat wine. And it was one of those beers where there's a lot going on in there, but it was <laughs> so balanced and just absolutely beautiful. Wee wine. Wheat wine. Wheat wine, still. Like a barley wine, but <laughs> okay. with more wheat yeah. in it. Wheat wine? Yeah. yeah. How's um, that? Oh, right, I'm confused. Wine is wine. made with grapes. Mm. Yeah, oh, no, it's not um, grapes. A, ba- a barley, barley wine. wine. Barley wine. Yeah. It's, it's a like style of beer. Back yeah. From back in the day that so, used to be dad used to so wheat, wheat wine. wine is wheat wine, a yeah. strong beer 
with a high proportion of wheat in the malt bill oh, okay. is yeah, what I'm like going to say it thing. is. Can you like but it was great. And I got to drink it with um, Toshi, who is the sight hound in question, who is imagined on the on the label as well, who is a really nice oh, doggy. I wanted to, um, for anybody who doesn't follow you on Twitter, you had something else that was smoked while you were there that you were quite proud of. <gasps> My smoked tonic's tea cake. Yeah, yeah, that was the best. So they said, <laughs> yeah, it was delicious. So they said before um, the weekend that they basically got a little smoking gun, and they were like, if you've got any snacks that you want to try smoking for fun, bring them along. And they had like smoked ham and smoked cheeses and things that you'd kind of expect to smoke that they'd. So they just created. stick it in and pump put it in, in the a smoke. little um, like a little Ziploc bag and put your little hose pipe in. And I chose uh, cherry wood chips. Uh, you have to give it a little stab with a fork so that the smoke will get into the chocolate and inside the marshmallow. And I did one. We had six of them, obviously, because that's how you buy Tonic's tea cake. So we smoked one, and I shared it, and then everyone was like, we need to smoke the entire box of them. They were so good. Did it really work? Yeah. Didn't, di- didn't take anything away from the flavour of the tonic, just gave it an <laughs> extra singular little... tonic. Yeah. yeah. Just ah. gave it an extra little level of flavour. Very good. So if Tunnocks are listening... Send them a message, yeah. <laughs> we did, Would yeah. did Tunnocks on the Christmas crawl last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. They're the we best did. beer snack anyway, but... Who brought them? You got them from the bar, I think, because they were out of pot pies or something. Yeah, that was it, yeah. <laughs> What's the thing to say ever? <laughs> so, Sean, what have you smoked this month? Um, what have you smoked? Course, yeah. <laughs> I haven't smoked. I've, I've never been a smoker, you know. Um, never ever. I once tried a cigarette. First type of cigarette I tried was on Lendl Bridge in York, uh, from um, this this um, this lass who was smoking, and we were on a stag do, and we were just walking across the bridge <laughs> as a gang, and and um, and that was it. That's that's the last time I tried a fag. First and last well, time. That's it. Yeah. Fag, Vile. Fag cast. There we go. Vile. Okay. I reckon. This one's a better question to ask then. What is your beer of the month? We have a, a Sheffield Hopcast first. We're always coming up with firsts, <gasts> aren't we? I think it's a seltzer, isn't it? Go on. But um, my beer of the month um, is the exact same. I know Adam had two, but he only had two because he I knew what guilty. mine was and he felt guilty and blah, blah, blah. But the India Double Porter uh, from Colonel... Um, is quite easily my, my beer of the month hopped with um, Centennial and Columbus and is, is a, a style in itself but it's, it's pretty much a black IPA and there aren't many about going back five, six years there were lots of them about and I think I, I, I posted online that I was having the beer at the time and absolutely loving it and my comment then was that this is what modern beer used to taste like five years ago um, before all the, I'll call it, I'll call it fancy dance stuff for want of a better <laughs> word, but it was absolutely exquisite, and you got that full-on roasted flavour, absolutely jam-packed full of hops, and that gave you that lovely fruity kick on the end of it. Uh, it was phenomenal. I yep. think someone else one on the Sheffield beer groups on Facebook propped. If I mean, was it Mark? Maybe. Um, they popped it up and saying it was yeah, absolutely there's, phenomenal. Yeah, there's plenty at it. Mm. Um, we've got some more in uh, uh, just in the last few days, just uh, just to sort top of top up, up on it because mm, it, it sold out quickly. Um, but a fantastic beer. I'm more pleased I picked two from Torside now because that's three breweries, two votes each. Mm. The beer of the month. Mm. That's never happened before either, has mm. it? No. Do you want to have a second? Do you want to have a second beer just to join the crew? Oh no, I got no. One. no okay, <laughs> that, would, that would that would throw the balance out. <laughs> it's it's two verts per per brewery, and that's that's all good. Um, so yeah, so we're at the industry tap, um, which is how do we describe this? This is the industrial quarter of Sheffield, isn't it? It's the cultural yeah. industries quarter. Cultural industries quarter. Yeah, that's what it's called. Right. Um, it's an and area of development, it's, I mean, it's, isn't it's it? It's nice and cosy. In, How in far here. is it to your shop, Sean? As well, it's probably three it's minutes. A, you could, if you're really good at throwing, to, yeah. you can maybe throw a stone <laughs> there. If you were busting for toilet, you'd make it in two minutes. But a nice, easy three minute stroll just down yeah. from, from our shop. Yep, of it road. Boom, yeah, there. And how, how close to your desk at work? Oh, Adam? we've been through this a few times, but probably 
if someone opens doors for me, I could probably get there in about 15 seconds. <laughs> 15 <laughs> seconds. It's pushing it. It's pushing it's it. Quick. You have to through, go up some steps as well. through gates, through two sets of doors and right back up. It's probably furthest you could go in, yeah. in the building. If, apart if from we were a third proper podca- uh, podcast, we, we would have set that up and timed you for it. Do you know what? And had someone on a it's a bit of a tangent. We haven't opened up a drink yet, but um, we have got like a pod in the uh, courtyard, so we could have potentially have a pod podcast in the pod, couldn't we? Right, yeah, pod yeah, in the pod. pod. You know, that's a great I'm sure idea. I could I've swing seen that. that. Yeah. It's right in the middle of the courtyard. Isn't it? Yeah, that's a great idea. We should do that. So we've been to everyone else's workplace at some point or another. We never. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'd be fine. It's not overly used or booked up. So. And it has power and everything. So, good. so tonight it is. Uh, we are like in the midst of winter in South Yorkshire. It's been an awful few days with um, some horrendous flooding um, in in different parts of the county, which um, I'm sure people have seen on the on the news, which has been or, awful. Or, or heard on on Alum FM. Uh, yeah, it's also well, been course, covered. You- Thoroughly, and very, very expertly, well we thought on uh, <laughs> yes. on Hallam FM. Did you wear wellies or? I did or wear wellies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every good wellies. reporter in a flood should wear wellies. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so our theme for tonight, just to kind of counter the awful weather conditions that we've been having, is winter warmers. Winter warmers. Yeah, socks, jumpers, woolly hats, uh, that type of beer. So kind of like sitting in front of the fire. Yeah. Electric blanket. I've got an electric blanket. <laughs> I genuinely have an electric blanket. It's the best thing I ever bought. I don't understand why people don't have them. I really want one. I can remember, I remember a couple of people should. having them as a kid and the mums and dads like kicking off because they were bouncing on bed. Oh. Don't bounce on bed, you'll break an electric blanket. <laughs> I think there was a fear factor when I was younger. There was a fear factor off, of, of falling asleep. <laughs> And leaving it on and, and burning and little stripes bur- bur- into you, burning everything down. This is yeah. why I don't, I don't have one genuinely because I am the kind of person that will turn everything off at the plug and unplug it before I go anywhere. No, Takes me, it yeah. Themselves off, it's fine. See, that's that's, that's, yeah. that's reassuring. Or, I would or, like one with that or, feature. We're bossing the game. Oh, electric blankets at minute. Uh, is, is there a <laughs> Shuffy, no. have we gone there already we're not even we're not even cracked a beer is yet we're talking about who's bossing the uh, electric blanket um, go on who's, market who's top dogs I, I, I can't, I, the one I bought was like two years ago and I've been quite happy with it so I'm not like What's up the brand to speed with you know what the brand uh, is trends um, no I'm not I can't no, right. if, we keep talking about, if we keep talking about beds we might get sponsored by a mattress because that's very popular for sponsoring podcasts I think it's Thermo, thermo, thermo. Maybe like thermo bed or yeah. something like that. I is it? Know. Is it tartan? Obviously, it's is a, it's a it, leading it, brand. Is it a tartan sort of woolly type? type thing? No, it's got like a bit of a woolly thing on it. See, mine's quite clever because it's um, <laughs> it has individual <laughs> controls for each side of the bed. Right. So um, it's yeah. So if you hold so alone, you can turn the other side off. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> I only use half the electricity. Can Shall I have? Yeah, let's have a beer. Yeah, go then, John. Let's have an electric blanket. So uh, we've got four beers. First beer is in a can. So what we've gone for is we've gone for... Don't spoil it. Generally, winter warmers tend to be dark beers, so I've gone with that specific stereotype. Yep, that's fine. Um, And we've gone for two beers that have no additional flavours added to them and two that have got a little bit of extra flavour thrown in there. So we'll do them alternate. We're going to start off with a flavoured, then go to a classic... Then we'll go back to a flavoured, and then we'll finish off with an international beer Wait, for, uh, as well. All right. So first up is a can. It's from a, a, a famous brewery, really within within Sick, the UK but not beer a famous scene. For can that's brewery. It, that's exactly oh, that's right. That's so done, Titanic Brewery, based down near uh, Stoke-on-Trent, very very famously um, produced their uh, Plum Porter. On cask and in bottles. Plum Porter is my OG favourite beer. Yeah, it's, a, it's an extremely good beer. It is. Um, <laughs> it what is we've really got good. here is one of their first can releases. They've released Plum Porter into can, and they've released their Cherry Dark into can as well. So this is a, a, a dark beer rather than a porter or a stout. And sorry, I just sniffed the microphone rather than the can. <laughs> <laughs> Did it smell of cherries? No. I don't think I've ever had the... uh, Obviously, I've had Plum Porter quite a few times. Yeah. It's one of my staple go-to beers at the uh, New Barrack Tavern. 
I don't think I've had the uh, yeah, very per- dark before. Permanent on, I think, isn't it? A slightly under pod lore as well. It so was uh, for a while. I don't think it is at the moment. All right. I had a plum porter on keg at the University Arms a couple of weeks right. ago. First one I've had in ages and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So we're pouring the cans, I would giving the glasses a swirl. Plum porter tastes quite a bit different in cans than it would do on cask. I'm shocked I haven't tried one yet. Mm. I've tried a plum porter in can. Nice, sort of thick mouthfeel to it. Mm. Oh, it's got all the flavours you'd expect. Mm. I'm struggling to pick out the cherry specifically. I'm getting like a kind of no, fruity, bonfire, cherry, toffee, yeah. No, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. rich kind like of a, smell. But I think yeah, like the cherry is under there, definitely. Yeah, these are all bonfire. Uh, I know we're, we're past uh, bonfire night and Guy Fawkes and all that, but that was a thought. These are all beers to have on, on this um, time of evening. I know this one, I'm not specifically talking about this one, but Plum Porter. It's interesting to go from a five, 500 to a 330, isn't it? Rather than kind of maybe go midway or somewhere. Yeah. Are you um, getting cherry in the actual taste? I'm not a little really. Bit. Not really. It's quite astringent, I yeah, think. It it's quite, It's very dry. Yeah. Got real dry. It's not got much of a. Well, I, d- I was expecting dry. a bit more sweetness and a bit more of a long lasting kind mm. of. Umptuous sort of flake. Is umptuous yeah. a word or have I made that what's up? Uh, what's, what's, the what's the percentage? Uh, it I says it's strong, fruity, and nutty, but it's a 4.4. 4.4%. 4. 4. 4. 4. Mm. I, I, I've. We are kind of slagging them off. I, I, I've always found that plum porters maybe like slightly over. You know, I don't know the word for it is like bigged up a bit more than it deserves I think, I think. Yeah, I think for me because I, I genuinely it was the first beer that I was like I absolutely love that yeah. and if I have it now I still thoroughly enjoy drinking a plum porter yeah. but I think I have quite a nostalgic connection to it I no longer think it's the best beer yeah. if that makes sense but I will really enjoy the experience yeah. of yeah. drinking it same here um I think, and I think it's, I think it's aged all right. Though. I think yeah. it's aged quite well. Yeah. I, I, I'll relate this to. So we're here literally the weekend after Belgian Blue is is mm-hmm. released again, um, and I had two pints of it at the weekend, um, and it was like, yeah, it's all right. It's just it doesn't. It's not. It's not aged in the way that something like Plum Porter is kind of timeless. Like every time you have it, it's nice. It's enjoyable. <laughs> you enjoy it, it. It's the same beer, rather than. Um, to, to be fair to the, um, I know I don't want to go on to it, cause, uh, but Belgian Blue, I've had two parts of it and actually quite enjoyed them. I think it's better batch than last year. And my friend actually messaged me directly saying, tastes all right this year. I don't know if that's a weird psychological thing, but we're probably more on the anti side of the fence, so we would never naturally just kind of big it up, but I actually quite enjoyed it. So. I enjoyed the, the first half of the first of those two pints that I had, and then after that it was just a bit... It's not your style, is it? Suppose, yeah. It's been your top seller every day since it got released on Tish. Uh, not ev- not quite. Missed out on one day. Um, it was still in the top three, though. Yeah, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think I think Irish Cream from Tiny Rebel may have elbowed it out one day, or one of the uh, Samars of the deserts. But something mm. just got in the way on one day. Um, this um, again, Plum Porter, I love. Um, I would happily drink a pint of that on cask in a in a pub. Um, it's available nationally, of course, as is Cherry Dark. And again, a beer's mostly perhaps supped um, by by people who are who are drinking those beers as as the top yeah. end of of their game. I, and so, I think what I'd say is a back. It's like maybe it sound like a bit of a backhanded compliment, but as someone who doesn't like Plum Porter, mm. if you do, that's brilliant. I think this is nicer than Plum Porter. Right. So. Yeah. I think it's Personally. more. I th- plum porter is, for me, quite artificial tasting. Said I do really like it, but it doesn't taste like plums. This this does taste more authentic. Slightly more. I still think that's my, that's my problem with them. Um, interesting point, that isn't it? Titanic I've had, uh, other breweries plum porters, which I think are more realistic in terms of the taste of plum <clears> than just being like, mm, I'm not. It doesn't really do anything for me. I think you're right. It is, probably is quite synthetic, but it just yeah. sort of works, doesn't it, yeah. with, with plum porter? Yeah, mm. I, yeah I, mu- I much prefer plum porter to this. Uh, to the okay. This is actually the more I've yeah. drunk it. Like the taste got a little bit stronger. Yeah, it's a very it is, it's dry it's and it's quite yeah, strong. It's it. I wouldn't say it's, yeah. it's kind of bitter in a way. It's more-ish. I, I was happy to 
uh, yeah. empty my glass quick yeah, there I and, think and sup it. I'm enjoying it more now I've got into it. I'm, I should clarify, at the same time as I'm drinking this, I've got a half pint of Lervig Orange Velvet that I think is an orange-flavoured lactose IPA on the go, and the two... Oh, there's, quite a, there's a potential clash. Uh, yeah, yeah. So actually, now that I've settled into my cherry dark, same orchard, different I'm trees. getting a bit more from it. We've all, and we should clarify this. We've all got um, quite pale beers as our when we first arrived at the venue. The beers that we bought are all <laughs> very much pales. Yeah, which is probably makes it unfair on the first dark beer that we're going to drink. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. I can. I wouldn't specifically describe that as a winter warmer. Mm, it's cold after, and after, kind of, after yeah. drinking it. Oh, perhaps, perhaps that, that. that would sure be better. They've been in the fridge. I wonder if you could warm it up. In all seriousness, like actually drinking that warm, yeah. I would give a go to because yeah. one of my favourite winter warming experiences yeah. like is at of. the Fat Cat. I don't know if they still do it. I've not been around Christmas time in a couple of years, but they used to do, you know, like the kind of cauldrony things that you yeah. get mulled wine from and yeah, things yeah. in in pubs. Yeah. They would fill one of those up with creek and do a warm creek, yeah. and it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, so, good. well, it's definitely I'd moved to ciders more in the yeah. last few years. So yeah. I can see the natural progression to do, that's our November episode for next year's sort of. Just warm, just warm, warm, warm beers. Yeah. Mull, I I might mull. go and get a can January of this February off of Sean and cold. give it a go. <laughs> I so think that, it, I think that was okay, work. but not yeah. quite as good as... I'm not sure I, I agree with you, Sean, sure. by the way. I, I think it has got a winter warm. I, talk. Mm, I, can, I can feel myself like curled up in front of the fire yeah. with the cat. I, I'm also using my eyes with it. It doesn't look like a winter warmer. Oh, I think um, it does. It's got that caramelly The colour does, but I'm thinking more of the... This is uh, going to sound really basic, but like, I imagine nice people like Hobgoblin would get on with it. Yeah. Like Hobgoblin yeah. has that like ruby taste ruby to it. Red, it's got yeah. that. It's got a similar flavour profile to it. Yeah, it's got like that a little bit of bitterness to it. But I mean, if you if you're quite happy to drink a, a Hobgoblin, you probably like that. I've, that mm. Not in a, in a non kind of. And there are still of, many many thousands yeah, yeah, there's nothing and thousands with that. out there yeah, that yeah. are devouring that like yeah. nobody's business. Do you um do you sell Hobgoblin? It's, in, it's interesting. <laughs> no, it's interesting that um um people come in a lady came in the shop today and said I don't know what I'm doing I'm buying some beers for my husband so I said well any ideas what he, he, he normally goes for in terms of his preferred beers and of course I I would say probably um, two out of every five people we ask that question to say Hobgoblin and so that, that word has been that beer has been discussed in the shop today have you seen, have you seen that Hob, um, with the Witchwood like and Hobgoblin and maybe the other one have rebranded to Big Cans like yeah. quite fancy yeah, looking I cans. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good yeah. brave, yeah. brave move. But yeah. trying to open up to a new market, maybe. So. Um, Headland Red, um, Red Feather from Welbeck, and and those types of beers are what tend to be recommended uh, when somebody comes in wanting up Cool. Uh, uh, somebody asked me for Advocat. Uh, we can tell Christmas is here. <laughs> Advocat uh, request today, and a Cherry B request today as well. Wait till so you've got that snowball IPA from Tiny Rebel yeah, Sean. Yeah. No offence to you, Sean, but it's weird that someone would come to a specialist shop for that when it's quite clearly like... What, cool. Avocar and <laughs> Cherry <laughs> B? <Yeah. laughs> I used to be able to get that from Spa, like yeah. behind counter almost. Yeah, people like. walk in <laughs> knowing that we're a, we're a beer shop and seeing bottles, but not actually knowing what yeah, walks yeah, in there. So, yeah. And so we get, we get some brilliant random requests this time of year with Christmas coming up. Good stuff. I saw a really great random thing on uh, Twitter today that was somebody who'd overheard somebody saying going to somewhere for a beer and saying Deer stock beaver tree I hear yeah. they're really famous beaver tree, beaver tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it really made me chuckle yeah. <laughs> this is a completely uh, I know we're kind of this is a completely beer unrelated but I used to work at HMV and used to get people coming with lists that had just been given by children, by their kids or whatever and uh, I got asked if I had um, clear water by Davidoff so uh, if anyone understands what that is <laughs> like uh, I had to point them towards boots or a yeah. super drug you but, use uh, that though don't you what you use it that don't you no, that, no. That aftershave I don't know no I thought you did that's a true story that's not that's not <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what, should, should, we, should we crack what, up what is, beer number what two? Beer number two? Uh, it's clear water by two. Davidoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beer number two is um, from 
a Bakewell brewery, but the perhaps less famous Bakewell brewery. So it's from Peak Ales. Um, I've brought this along because we um, we obviously stock it, but it's I think it's got the most winter warming name of perhaps all the beers that we uh, that we sell, and it's Noggin Filler. And oh, I like that. It's got a nice stag on the front, and it's pitched as a a traditional winter warming ale, and so it's not a beer I've ever had before. Uh, but I thought very appropriate for what we're looking to yeah. do. And Peak are a very successful brewery. Uh, we've got about eight, nine uh, beers in bottle, obviously, uh, 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 all over the place on yeah. cask and so on. So plenty, I've had plenty of the their beers in, the, in yeah. my time. This, this, by the way, feels like the first time that we've got something even close to maybe a criteria for the beers <laughs> because we've talked about... Oh, here it is. Hang on, just... just, just um, Sean's got we've also it. talked about... Um, <laughs> We talked about the look of the beer, and now for the first time we've touched on the name of the beer. Yeah. See, that opened I up. Think, I, think nice Sean's thinking of, I think nice Sean's thinking of egg Sean, For any long term listeners, Sean's still using the same absolutely dreadful bottle opener. <laughs> no no offence, Wild Beer Co., but that um, bottle opener. It, it matches the bottle. I look. was just thinking the, that. That's quite stag, nice, isn't it? The stag's horns that I use to open the bottle. Uh, What's that thing with something match. of a function? That, like saying. It's the same style over style, substance. Yeah, kind of that. And it? it's like while good we're idea. Uh, while we're pouring this, uh, I have a question, and I've already kind of in my head made an idea as to the answers that I think different people are going to give to this. Uh, in terms of like a ranking, so um, the question is, how organised are you for Christmas at this stage? Um. So I've got an idea in my mind about who's going to be the most and the okay. least organised. I've got an easy, an easy way of doing this. It's basically how many presents do you think you've bought for Christmas already? So Ooh, that's no, an easy way think, to scale that. No, I don't that. think that's the same question oh. at all. No, it's, I a good, it's, an, it's an easier I, I think at this stage you could have bought no Christmas presents, but have done a we lot trees of research up and for the Christmas presents <laughs> that you're going to buy. Trees up. I, I suspect... See, I feel like, Adam, you should be the most organised because you have a, a child. A, a young, yeah, a young it, child. T- well, yeah, usually but I have. I don't a, think that you are. Mm. I've got a feeling that... Laura is probably the most organised for Christmas and I've, I, I suspect that you have like um, sort of like lists in operation I have lists I have spreadsheets I haven't I've only I've bought my first present today actually from Sean which I can't say what it is in case or it's a spoiler it's yeah we don't know but okay. I start. I officially started my Christmas shopping today but yeah I have lots of ideas I already want to start wearing my Christmas jumpers. We've decided what we're having for Christmas dinner. I've started our box of Christmas beverages. So I I do think I will be the most organised for Christmas because <coughs> I'm a very festive little elf. I've got two presents. Yeah, but have you got a box of festive booze specifically put to one side to drink over the Christmas no. period? <laughs> That's very organised. But James is completely right. I'm usually... I, I With everything, I have to work under pressure in a restaurant I'll not pick what I want until someone says excuse me sir what would you like and I'll go you're spontaneous so I, I am very are. down to the wire I'm down to the 23rd 24th of December guy. I don't think you can do that with a kid no though. well it's not that it's kind of a couple of things I thought I can get that now rather than they're not asking you for stuff at four year old so I've got just two things the fact that Sean's been sat here with a, a piece of paper in his hand for the last three or four it's minutes waiting smug. for his opportunity well I, I am the only one currently broadcasting with his uh, or hers uh, Christmas gift list list in in their is in their you? right hand. I will point out the fact that there's there's not a lot <laughs> of it, is there? It's got the names of people you need to buy gifts for, and um, not a, a lot in terms of the actual gifts for them. <laughs> in fact, there's no last gifts year, on it at all. Last year, uh, oh, it's got it. sorry, I need to I need to steal this for a second because I did when I first read it. I thought, oh, there's two of them that he's sorted. But there's only there's two people whereby he's marked them with a tick, and then next to it it just says Deb is sorting. <laughs> so you've done absolutely nothing other than start a list. Well, <laughs> last year, rather embarrassingly, uh, on Christmas Day as well, I I forgot a gift that I should have bought for my uncle, who had been helping me dad uh, with our beer crates. So that was. A great family shame on the day. A no more spoilt Christmas. 
So this year I thought about a week <laughs> <Right> ago. <laughs> I thought about a week ago I'll get organised. So you're right, Deborah's at the top. There's no gifts as quite yet. like how you've left two lines for Deborah. <laughs> well, that's an equal. That's, that's, that's a. It's an equal in, indication Deborah, it, that JK is underneath. There's my mum and dad, and that's blank at the moment. But that'll probably be some Weatherspoons vouchers. TJ is Deb's mum and dad, and Deb is sorting. <laughs> Deb is sorting that. Joanna, Nigel, Jordan, Thomas, Mick, who was my uncle, who I forgot last year, are all blank currently. And then Lindsay and Neil is Deborah's. Sister, and you've not so finished your list because there's no Hopcast pals on oh, there. Oh no, no, no! This is just uh, <laughs> this is just family. Uh, my friends list I've left at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the notepad blank currently. So this is this is me. This is me being very very organised, and I see this in my diary every day, and I'm very visually stimulated. If I don't see something visual. <laughs> I just forget all about it. <laughs> I forget. So you are filling your noggin with yeah. that list. Yeah, I, I, I do forget Seamless things. Seamless transition back to the beer there. So drag it back to the beer, what's everyone thinking? Because I am actually quite yet. enjoying um, that. I think it's great. I think it's, it's, really got, nice. it's got a strange sort of like, I've had a, a little bit of coffee going on. Um, and then it and then it turns to toffee. Yeah, a little bit. And then yeah. it's like it's but not just sweet. sweet though. I've had so many different flavours from it's it. It's not sweet though, is it? It's kind of a nice. The smell of it is it's lovely and dark exactly and malty and exactly what you want from a classic like a, winter like warmer. Like an espresso smell from the yeah. um, from the yeah espresso scent from the. Smell. It's a hundred percent like kind of. I would say it's very traditional, but in. Um, I'm more than happy to sup some of that. On I think it says on the front, classic traditional dark warming ale. Yeah. Yeah. Again, potentially yeah. could just do with not being quite as quite cold. Quite as, as cold, yeah, yeah. Oh, I pointed straight at Sean. I had a mouth, and I'm like, "Yep, that's good. That's got a really nice, really nice finish to it." That. Nice. I think it's really interesting. I think it's like it's taken me in different directions with every mouthful. I think for me, this is the kind of beer that I generally wouldn't drink at home. Although I'm very much enjoying it and would happily sip through mm-hmm. a bottle, but it's precisely the kind of beer I would want to look for if I was you know, heading to the pub on a cold yeah. and blustery day yeah. that's what Which I'd want a pint deer, of with, yeah. with their, their fire in yeah. and all that exactly I think I would say that if anyone was coming to your shop looking for presents somebody who might be a beer a hobgoblin drinker that, that would be I would, I would I'd point them to that I would really add beer. that to our you could put a hopcast recommend put a little uh, star uh, on it <gasps> list of little, beers. we should get little stickers with yeah, our logo we, we recommend yeah. like, like they're doing um, waterstones yeah. we'll write yeah. a little message for you yeah thanks there you go Laura's top pick some business advice here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely we could do it as some kind of competition where we all pick a beer and we get a special sticker and then see whose beer wins does at the, the end best. With little note, a bit like, bit I'll, like yeah. I'll, I'll put my yeah. sticker on Belgium cool. yeah, the, the thing is, you need to have something that's going to stay there. It's going to have a, like yeah. enough turnover. That's the problem. At like Christmas. a bit of a bit of like a, We should do it on one day because it's carnage over a period of time and would be difficult for us to. Everyone's going to stick, that beer, stick things on the bottles. But if we did it on one day and could have it all prepped, that would that would be a good thing to yeah. do. We can always we all have to like linger and campaign for our. Of course, yeah, campaigning would be recommended. Well, Sean will be lingering I, I and campaigning be. throughout Not the half. day. I feel like we'll be it's a competition. <laughs> We're touching on the idea on for it. like basically a hopcast election. Well, thinking that Sean is what you're struggling to shift. Just give us a nudge and we'll uh, put recommendation on it. For you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good beer. That good would beer. work best in January. Excellent beer, yeah. Christmas. <laughs> what is uh, what's next on our? Uh, on our next, agenda. we're going on a, a trip to the East Coast, and without being boring, I'm sure it is boring for a lot of our listeners, but um, I have a lot of love Ooh. for North Riding Brewery. So normally I try not to bring too many of their beers uh, to the Hopcast, because it looks as if you're favouring. Um, but the uh, beer is the reason um, that we brought this, not because it's the brewery. But if you want a winter warming beer and you've got a beer called Sticky Toffee Porter on your shelf at 7.4%, it would be it would be an absolute crime yeah. not to bring it. It would be it. remiss Absolutely. of you, Sean. It would be an absolute crime. <clears throat> I popped in at lunchtime just to say hello to Sean. It was more of a, a wondering what Sean's picked for us. And um, 
you pointed a few out. Winter, you could quite yeah, remember. Yeah, they couldn't remember what the fourth one was, or he'd not picked one yet. And I saw that. I literally saw that on the shelf. And he was talking to a customer, and I spun it round, and thinking, "Oh, I'd like to. Try, I'd like to try that." And then I haven't tried this at all. So um, it's a seven point four percent dark porter. So this is. By uh, the way, what was the uh, what was the percentage on the? Uh, five. 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 was bang on five. Yeah. So this is quite a jump then from four and a half. It is very luxurious. Tiki toffee porter. I'm not. I I have never in my life ordered a sticky toffee pudding. Oh, it's a a good dessert, and I never will. I'm not a massive toffee. Let's talk about because you've you've touched on the look of the beers a couple of times. This is the first one that is. Look at Laura's pour on that. It's luxurious. It's a very dark beer, and it's got quite a thick. Can we edit that? Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave that in. Also, that's the first time ever a pour of mine has been described as beautiful. Yeah, honestly, look at that. Uh, normally, when people see how I pour beer, they're like, "I thought you worked in the in the brewery, yeah. Laura." And I'm like, mm. "Yeah, that's not the same as working." But yeah, I'm terrible at pouring do you know beer. That, do you know what that's got? Really nice. Do you know um, that thick head, on, that, head on it? Do you know yeah, what that pours like? It pours like. You know when you get to your uh, Marks and Spencer's Christmas adverts, which like, you know, they're very kind of. It's not just this. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's got a very like. It's got that silky, uh, yeah. shiny. What's the name pot? that used to do them sexy voiceovers? She was in Ballykiss Angel. I don't know, mate. Um, Ask me. An Irish actress. That's that's who you're on about. She used to do a really sexy voiceover for M and S. Smells she? amazing. Twiggy. So Adams, nah. All Adam, I can think I is know. Pete Possum. I, I don't think that's who. I didn't watch Ballykiss Angel. <laughs> I'm familiar yeah. with it. I just don't know Yeah, <laughs> that's very nice. It smells so really do, um, not too sweet either with the smell. Two little shout outs to um, the beer o'clock show guys. One is to is to um, is to Steve to say sorry about being a little bit too Christmassy in um, November. Too early, yeah. yeah and one is to Martin. It was Martin's a big North a big Riding. North Riding fan. Uh, so I hope he's listening. But yeah, so we'll we'll give him the uh, there'll, there'll be one in the, his box. Uh, hopefully, if this I'm is sure a good beer, I feel sure. a little bit shown like North Riding is to you what Torside is to me. Mm. Like we try, we try hard not to give them too much because we love them, but we also love lots of other beer. Yeah. But sometimes you just can't help it because they're just that good. It, it also throws in the <laughs> fact that every couple of weeks over the summer we we head out their way, and yeah. so that's also a bit of an emotional tie with things. I also feel there's an injustice here in terms of the fact that we have taken the Hopcast to North Riding. We've been there. <coughs> yeah, we we've never been to Torsten. <gasps> we must oh, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've just been, we've been talking in the last couple of weeks about where it's we should far. go for our away day next next year. Yeah, they have open brewery taps every month. I don't think they've got one over winter actually because it was pretty cold at Smokefest. They had heaters up and things like that, but there's only so much you can do with a, I think a essentially June, a warehouse. Is it? A but June. Did I notice on the calendar? We're done it for 2020 already. 20. June 2020. I ain't got that. That would work actually. <laughs> we went to the coast last time, so a trip into the peaks. Get up to the top of High Peak and walk down to Torside. Can you do yeah, that? Yeah, you can get you off do. the train a few stops yeah. early and have a nice little tramp through walk. the Peak Street. Do the clippity-clop nice. train to Bang Manchester, which stops at Edale. And, uh, there were yeah. a few um, Chol- um, a group, a group of people from Sheffield had done Chinley. just that, actually. that They'd, they'd walked out. They'd uh, stayed somewhere near-ish yeah. uh, the night before, out in the peaks, um, and then walked over. So... Uh, a little we'll shout that. out to, to Andrew and Pals, if you're listening, who I also today helped reunite with um, a, a Dogs of War print that had been left on a bus in Sheffield. And Torside had put on Facebook, if you were at Smokefest last week and bought a Dogs of War print and left it on a bus, ring the bus company because it's in lost property. And wow. I was like, there is absolutely no way I do not know this person who came back to Sheffield after Smokefest and left there armoured dog painting on a bus and I was quite right I did Found I did it. indeed know them and I hopefully helps it get reunited with its rightful owner Good work. can I uh, knock a, a quick shout out as well um, one is to uh, a listener of ours and customer of Beer Central's Ben Wingate whose birthday is today and birthday he was ben. in Happy birthday, he was in ben. Sheffield at 11am this morning uh, I mean his, uh, his missus and they were going to have a, 
a day on the beers. So I did say we'd be here at six o'clock, but he <laughs> did think that he might have already fallen asleep uh, by <laughs> 6 p.m. But I know he's been into the Crow and Brewdog and uh, quite a few uh, others. Uh, the other is to Father Grant Naylor, who is the priest at St Matthew's on Carver Street, and he wants to hold a beer festival in his church. <sighs> So if there are any local breweries, Ooh. entrepreneurs, or oh, festival fiends, might, uh. then uh, he's keen to do that. And third is a follow-up from our uh, last um, uh, broadcast down at Sheffield Beer Festival, the Lincoln Camera guy, who we talked to briefly on, on air and had a, a nice chat to. Someone's been in the shop from Lincoln Camera this morning to report that he missed his train home. <laughs> he missed his train home. We predicted that Asking would happen. He was a bit tipsy, wasn't he? He was. He well, well, his tipsiness was exaggerated by the fact that someone gave him some tokens just before he was due to leave. So he had to smash those tokens before leaving. Missed his train by two minutes and then had a £48 taxi journey home Ooh. from another station that he managed to get to later on so that completes the story of Lincoln Camera Guy <laughs> I'd imagine what would a taxi actually cost from Sheffield so to Lincoln, Lincoln? Yeah, that, it would yeah. be more than four managed, yeah he managed to get a train to somewhere else in the district right. and then got a taxi 48 quid from there That's to back home they could have just got a refund on those tokens mm. That's he, also he wanted the tokens well, they have a somebody had given them yeah so he didn't even have to use them but there you go nice nice finish to that from last oh. month We've what do you think to this beer then? I'm really so enjoying it. I think it's delicious. I'm enjoying it. It does actually remind me of a sticky toffee pudding. But I would quite I like to pour this much. over a sticky I think toffee it, I think pudding. it's just a little bit... Infuse it in some custard. I feel like it's just a bit too overpowering. Yeah. Just a bit too full on in flavour. Possibly. I think it's a nice sipper. I like you it. don't want to gulp it. But it's one to savour. I think it moves around a bit in its profile. You know, like with the like the fudge brownie one's very mm. kind of full and sort of sweet. That's yeah. that kind of moves around a little bit. I don't really. It's just really good. I mean, big, big, quite happily drink more of it. But um, yeah. I know you were trying to make it completely unnoticeable, Adam, but I'd really about. like to compliment you on your seamless yeah. exit and reappearance. Yeah, like there. a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> flies are down though that's I embarrassing no fly mate flies buttons. are down buttons ah. I was going to say made you look you dirty don't <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this has been the episode of the tangents tonight of the what tangents tangents, tangents. yes alright we're uh, yeah. not even done we've no, pulled we've it back in a bit we're at 47 <laughs> minutes in we're, 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 were you here when we did Lincoln cam, camera guy yeah yeah alright yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a very quick toilet stuff mate <laughs> People used to time me. My mates used to time me. Going, you can't go to the toilet that quick. And I'm like, actually, literally get timer out. The, the gents in here are a talking point. Yeah, luminous. Um, um, yeah, because uh, the Space Monkey, um, created by Abbeydale Artistic Director Louis Louis. No, no I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Abbeydale. Uh, Collabor- collabor- collaborator. Collaborator. And, uh, and the occasional designer Louis Louis. I did a Space <coughs> Monkey on the wall. But then um, planning made them put a toilet uh, in front of it. So only us who go to the gents... And it's glow-in-the-dark. ...get to see the glow-in-the-dark space seen it. monkey. Have I you? got escorted in once. It's like that, that pub in Liverpool <coughs> that yeah. has like the really yeah. famous toilets that women are allowed into if you queue politely. I had that kind of similar experience here. We had to... Check there was nobody in there, but went in and had well, a look at the monkey. Most blokes were on the subject anyway. Let's, let's talk about the venue. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, because industry tap's been open for a couple of just months. Over a month. Uh, yeah, a couple of months, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. within within t- we'll say within two months. Yeah, <laughs> Adam. I mean, I think we've established that you work quite close to here. Yeah, I've probably so been the you've most. Been in quite a bit. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's been. It's yeah. It's I mean, it's a hundred percent keg. So it's you know that's perfect for a. Uh, People like James, but uh, yeah, really good range. It's got the uh, ever-changing screens, so we got all the, all the beers got it. But um, he- like the f- what is it? How many beers are lost industry? Maybe the first f- five to six, maybe beers lost industry, um, which is which is a great outlet from because you know you, the f- even even in Sheffield, they're far uh, few and far between. 
Um, and we, like we had a message off um, Matt Curtis. I was saying, "Is there anything you want to um, ask?" And he's like, "When are their when are their beers going to come down London?" And um, I think there's a, there's going to be a there's a there's an article on the their um, magazine about them this month coming up. I think. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know where that little kind of bit of information's come from that's made them come to well what are where Matt's drunk their beers before maybe it has been in Sheffield or not but um, still like a super underrated beer and if you think about the first ever recording that we did for the Hopcast ever like before we even sat down me and James December cold morning went to Lost Industry uh, spoke to um, Jimmy and Nate about you know we didn't do anything that we're literally first it was literally the first thing we but you were holding your mic all wrong weren't you probably yeah um Pretty much left it to James then. But yeah, how about you? How about you guys? What have you found so far? You, is it as a venue, maybe as a? Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. I think it's. Um, I like to class this bit of town as being sort of my local because I can get to, I can get to Port, the White Lion, and the Sheffew in about ten minutes from my house, and I like all of those. But if I come the other way, I can get to the Rutland, and now here in under 15 minutes and I think that means I'm allowed to class them sort of as my local Um, and I just think it's a really nice addition to Sheffield it's doing something that no other bars are really doing by focusing entirely on the keg the beer selection is excellent obviously there's a lot of lost industry beers on there but some great guest beers from uh, beers from Sheffield and from They've got all, a tour side on. All around, they've got yeah, they they've got a tour side <coughs> beer on, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, on the North Brew. They've got Wylam, um, Star Beer Pirate, Rum and Barrel Age Pirate. My favourite well. thing about coming in here as well is I think you always feel really welcomed. Like we came in on uh, it was the Saturday before Bonfire Night, and United were at home, so we were expecting it to get really busy. So about half an hour after we arrived. Um, but on the bar, there were some little homemade muffins of parking that were just like, you know, just just help yourself to one. Um, and the staff are great. And I think it's just got that really nice, like, yeah. it's really personal. Yeah. Um, which I really like. We had a bottle share down here uh, probably three weeks ago. And uh, I think we might have been the first to try out their pizzas on the night. They were truly outstanding. Ooh. I think Louis Louis had been involved in doing a sourdough base. I think what this bar is very clever at, uh, whether that's been thought about or not, to, but as you look around it tonight, I think it's beautifully lit. It's a very autumnal, wintry, little, beautiful, sparkly hideaway. So from outside, it looks so inviting inside. But when the sun's out, and the summer months are in front of us, it switches into a very European vibe because on the pavements outside, we've yeah, got lots of tables and things out there. It gets gorgeous sunshine all through the afternoon. And so I think they can flip both ways. Yeah. And uh, lots, of, lots of pubs and bars tend to have to go down one route, yeah. be modern, and, and um, uh, this just ticks both boxes winter yeah. and summer yeah, I think, I think as, as you've pointed out yeah. a couple of times Adam it is quite an unusual shape as well yeah it's and a I bit quite like three tons. Quite yeah. like, it's quite quirky in yeah. terms mm. of its shape it's not it's not there's nothing sort of like uniform about it it's a it's a bit out of the order it's a, well it's unusual because it was on the it's on the same footing that the, the old niche nightclub was so it's all, it goes to like a point like a rounded point yeah. a bit like the, you know, the flat iron in New York or whatever but it's been flattened and rebuilt mm. it's not it's not like the you know gone into the old building um, but yeah I think what you said Sean is pretty much exactly what I thought I mean I've, I've always had an experience when it opened in kind of late summer or whatever, probably late summer I'd always seen it in the daytime and the one time that I, I think I was going to the theatre my wife was at work uh, coming from home or something so I kind of just bedded in for a couple for an hour maybe mm. and as it went dark I, I was so surprised that the it's, like, it's, I mean, it's not like it's not lit in any way that no one else has done before but does that kind of orangey glow yeah there, is, makes it there really is I think it's just the colour of colour yeah. of the bulbs and catching the wood round the outside yeah. and picking up the browns and rusty yeah. colours I mean I mean, I would imagine if to, to anybody who's not been to it or maybe been to like kind of brew dog maybe yeah. it's got that industrial feel to it but it's still quite quirky and it's yes. modern and stuff it's, um, I think this feels more European <coughs> than perhaps any other bar in yeah, something, Sheffield maybe something like in Budapest or something yeah. like that yeah yeah mm. 
Um, what's the final beer of the night? Uh, the final beer of the night is our international entrant um, and is inspired by two things. One, it's a Belgian double and two, uh, two weeks ago I was in the brewery on our annual trip to Belgium in Bruges and absolutely devour this. I have a, um, we have an annual visit to the brewery and go on a uh, Monday lunchtime. We have something to eat, but we both sit and have a drink in there first. Deb has a, a Bruges Zot, so it's the Half Man Brewery from Bruges. Is this the one that's got the pipe underneath that's the hole? That's it, that's it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this this one, um, we, we, we sit and have a, a, a blonde and I have the brune, and that's just a, a high point of our drinking year, just drinking that straight, uh, straight on tap at the brewery. Um, and you're right, the brewery is bang in the city centre of Bruges. And so a couple of years ago, three, four years ago, was getting a little bit of grief um, because they be- they've become very, very successful from their uh, current original uh, uh, current base. And so they were getting a bit of grief that their lorries taking their beers out to the bottling plant, which I think is about a kilometre and a half outside of the city centre. And so uh, they were getting a lot of grief about big lorries, cobbled streets, beautiful Bruges, big lorries, big lorries, didn't quite work. So they, they um, I can't imagine the first meeting, Laura, I uh, you, you work at a brewery and have regular meetings, but can you imagine someone saying, I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let's build a pipe from here <laughs> at a bottling plant and then we don't need any lorries. And uh, I, I would have been quite cynical in responding to that uh, suggestion at a at a brewery meeting. I completely forgotten about that. I've um, actually but they crowdfunded uh, the the cost of producing a, a pipeline. There's a couple of pipes as you walk through into the main entrance of the brewery into a little courtyard. Um, there's a couple of pipes that you can look in in the floor with a gas uh, a glass. Uh, uh, top on them so you can see them below them. So they have no lorries now running to and from the brewery. It just fires out on a pipeline out to the bottling plant. So this is Bruges Zot, their Double, 7.5% brewed in the city centre of Bruges. In beautiful, beautiful Bruges. Is is it right thinking it's the only... The only brewery in Bruges now, like there um, isn't any other yeah, ones, the, but there was the, a lot. There wasn't, yeah, and that's only been a, a, to do with the wars uh, back at that yeah. site probably for, I'm, I'm guessing totally, but maybe it's 10 mm. years. Yeah. Um, all the, the breweries had, had left the city and left the city centre and some beers were being brewed, not in Bruges, but were called something Bruges. Yeah. Um, but this one is now back in the city centre. It's a beautiful city. I had a fantastic tour by that um, uh, lady who took us round. Yeah, she was yeah. Hilarious, just, just, you know, when you kind of um, sometimes it's hard to get the same wit or something from, a, from another, yeah. from something like maybe a German or like just just to understand that kind yeah. of the humour thing. But I just think the way that she pitched it was just like absolutely perfect, and I would recommend anybody to they go have there. Hundreds of people per day going on yeah. their their constant brewery tours, and yeah. every one of them finishes off in the bar. Yeah, yeah it's a lovely bar. As well. or a, or a and the bar is very modern it's compared very, to the very smart. Yeah, yeah, that got modernised about three years ago, mm. and so it's very smart. They also brew Straffer Henrik there. Yeah, I was going to say that triple. They do a quadruple yeah. version of that. They do a Straffer Wild as well. Yeah. So they varied it. Lovely food in there. It's just very authentically Belgium. It's got a canal running down yep. the side on one side, so you can sit in a window, waving to people passing on their their canal boat trips. Can I um, revisit the subject of criteria for this? Yeah, because this is um, one of the lighter of the in terms of the colour of the <laughs> beers that we've had. Yeah, the head is not as dramatic as a couple of the others. Or less cream, less cream, less cream white head on it. Mine, yeah. uh, mine's, mine's gone. I, yes, I it has. No head left. Um, so, what are we judging this on? Like, what what are we what are we basing a good winter warmer on? Could be anything. I know, like like I said, your annual trip there. I know, you know, listener, my friend, good friend Pete. Um, he does a Christmas trip there every every year. And that just does taste very. I think it's what you, what you make of it, I suppose. James is trying to gauge how we should how we should judge these beers. What's what the is criteria the of the? We also of a about the name warmer. as well, haven't we? When so we're, go, we're going to judge the beers on quality and whether we like it individually. I would hope that they all fit the bill winter warmer based on yeah, so. what I've selected. But 
Um, so because winter it's warmer, a real hard one for a winner. Am I, am I allowed to say that I suggested winter warmer as a theme because we didn't want to do Christmas and we didn't want to do stouts? That's so it. winter warmer encompasses both of those things, but is also more than that. And I think this is the perfect example of why. What's the more than that though? So what, what, for what me, does it need to make it more than that? I. This is a beer that I want to sit and drink and be warm and cosy and enjoy. And for me, this really, really... I I think we're on the same winter warmer wavelength, Sean. Mm. That this this is exactly the kind of thing that I think when I think of a a wintry beer as opposed to a Christmassy beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, There's no novelty to any of these. And so some Christmas beers can be rightfully um, pitched as a little bit sort of novelty but, but um, on, on the same thing disappointing because it kind of you're kind of expecting something yeah. and then you kind of maybe let down by yeah, it yeah. you think well this is just like potential a, to be let down by like a bitter or whatever yeah. I suppose yeah. Mm. but that's due to expectation yeah but I mean it's nice to do this this way around and have something that kind of would be you yeah. quite happily do a Christmas Christmassy beers and you yep. could probably put those beers into it yeah you could but without that expectation of all that weird kind of well I think the the ca- <coughs> there's so many Belgian breweries that do a Christmas release yeah as well you know, Delirium Christmas it's very important to them Gordon's Christmas yeah. I don't but they're, I don't know where they're, they're from they're but like that kind of traditional their emphasis is on outstanding quality rather yeah. than on gimmicky Sammy Cla- name where's Sammy Claus from Austria that's yeah. a beer that I really love, and again, it's it's not really got anything yeah. Christmassy about it. It's just a a beer that you want to sip and savor, and that you want to warm you up. Yeah. I would yeah, say, yeah, I would say, yeah, something you want to put both. This is a judgment, both hands around your glass. I, I, yeah. I, think, I think I think even the judgment is quite a personal thing, though. Yeah, yeah. I think we've all got different judgments, I think, I think and, we, and we are going to have to. But we, beer we, is we a very could, personal between us, thing. Between we're going to have to come up with a beer of the night. Weird, weirdly, I've got one easily. Weirdly, probably accidentally, the glass style it, it, things, it suits yeah. it. It's, it. It makes you think not just a beer. Laura, that's what a winter warm. Like Bailey's and stuff like that. It feels <laughs> it's got like or, or, or a brandy, like a, like a warm. Laura's now doing an impression of someone that's begging slightly. <laughs> yeah. Please, with, sir, with can I have some more? She's, she's got warming your hands on your Belgian with double. A, a glass there. We're taking a picture of that so everyone can log on and uh, and have a look at All that. Right, so you've well. said that it's an easy one for you. Very easy for Go me. Go on then. Uh, the last one. Yeah. This the, one. The, the, the yeah. The Brusot. Oh, oh uh, I've not, uh, everyone actually I've enjoyed tonight. Um, Probably in the order that we've supped them, or is is that my brain just uh, um, being very predictable, like my Christmas list? Um, but uh, no ring depths, you'll tell you. This is just absolute uh, class, absolute class, just absolute quality brewing. No additional ingredients thrown in. That's not to accuse Stuart North Rider or anything underhand, putting in sticky oh, toffee flavouring in there. Right. It's a lovely drink that, but I'm I'm going with just. An out-and-out classy beer. Okay. Um, I am going to go for the one that I think I probably least expected to like, which is the Peak beer. Noggin filler. Noggin filler. Um, which Nog- I just thought had so so much going on. Like it, it, it had... It just developed... The taste of it developed so much while I was drinking it. Um, so that's it. Certainly surprised me the most, and I do think it's the best beer of the night. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that as well. So I'm not, I wouldn't so dispute your that. choice there. Let's go to Adam. Uh, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of between you two guys a bit, so I have to pick one. But um, I agree with everything that um, James said. That it was kind of surprising how much I enjoyed it. But you went for Noggin filler. I no no, that's what he said. <laughs> but the bruise the bruise up. Like I went to Bruges for kind of part of my honeymoon kind of thing as well, so it's like, and I don't normally go for. I would never go for a double really. That's kind of a one that I would kind of avoid. Yeah. Either go okay, you pay a lot, maybe go yeah. a bit higher. I like I would like a quad, which just goes back down. Yeah. But like, but I think I maybe avoided that for years, thinking oh it's just not really my thing. But I, I like a, you know, like a double bot kind of sort of mm. style. But it's not. It's much more than that. I think. Mm. I think I'm just. It's just pipped it. 
but big up to the the PKs because I think that was absolutely fantastic. But I'm going to go for the for the boobs up. All right, so it's it's two one then. Yep. <clears throat> and we're going to Laura. I feel like I'm about to prove my point that me and Sean are kindred winter warmer spirits here. But for me, it's the Bruges art. It's the quintessential, just what I wanted from... It, it's it's not trying to be anything other than what it is. It's I could happily sit and savour a few of them. Yeah, I had a steady three that lunchtime. Yeah. Bit of rabbit stew. Oof. Yeah, amazing. Majestic. Made yeah. with that. No, I Beautiful. think it's, it's really... I've, I have enjoyed all of the beers that we've okay, had tonight. Yeah, yeah um, all been good. But That's a really I, good point, actually. I am... Uh, one thing I feel like I've done this year in beer is rediscovered the classics. Yeah. And, you know, I you don't always have to be looking for something new and exciting. And it's great when you are. And I love that after so many beer, years of drinking beer, I can still have a beer and think, I've never tasted anything like that before. That's brilliant. But it's really nice sometimes to just be like, like you said, Sean, nice it's and class. Homely beers, it's, class. Yeah. Yep. Is that 3 1. 3 1. 3 1. It is 3 1. Good shout. But well done, Sean. I feel like you were. Uh, done all right did there, a, yeah. Did a good it's little selection there. That's not like I was very last minute. Yeah. Really this morning, so so it's, just missing, it's just missing a barley wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surprising what I happens. Would have to bring yours. I would, I would, I would <laughs> not say like that sort of selection of beers is any of our preferred styles, but it, that's been one of my favourite kind of yeah, becoming mine. drinking. Probably if you made episodes. me pick a favourite style, yeah, I probably would say winter warmer because, yeah. like I said, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a cop out because it's yeah. a catch all. You can put a lot in that category, but it's the way a beer makes you feel rather mm. than exactly how a beer is made. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I really like that. There you go. So, you realise what this means, that the next time that we speak will be on... Crimbo Crawl. We'll Christmas have three jumpers and a, uh, and a fleece. Let's talk about this, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> After last time, and it was an issue last time. I have got a Christmas jumper. Are you going to wear it? It's just a bit tight. That can, is, I put, that can I put it over my shoulders that like is, that is Christmas to do? <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like this is the year that you need to pull through for us. All right, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I'm like Adam, I don't decide on what I'm going to wear until two or three minutes before I set yeah, off. That's it. What day of the week are we having this? Uh, I'm not uh, sure. So have we, have no, we, we haven't. We actually I can't I let's not spend 10 minutes like last month talking about like, there's things <laughs> that we should planning. just keep behind closed doors. And we know that once it's in your diary, Sean, it's there for, for keeps. As um, we learn from your Christmas list. I feel as if there should be a prize tonight as well for our listeners to guess which of the four, and only one of the four, has not been to the toilet during the live <laughs> recording oh, yeah. of Sheffield Hopcast. So I feel like there's a clue by the person that raises this particular <laughs> issue. <laughs> my, my voice is getting a little bit higher as I'm more and more busted. The one who does, not, doesn't drink on the I'm uh, Hopcast. I'm absolutely desperate to go, but for the sake of our listeners... The sake of our it was you, Sean. That's all. I I didn't want to go. I, there were too many scrapings, you, you chairs. Are, and you are a better person than we are. Him. I think we were pretty good. I'm busting. I'm going to enjoy this. Good. I'm absolutely going to love this. Actually, you'll love your pace, <laughs> would you? <laughs> really busting. Anyway. Right, let's wrap this up so Chuck can go, and we like he needs to. Um, so um, yeah, excellent choices. What a lovely very night. Well done. That's been actually. It's been a very I lovely this night. One. It's been good. Get yourself down to industry tap as well, because yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Darren behind the bar, running the show. It's, it's a quirky little venue. I like it. Yeah. And we'll we will um, see you again uh, in in the absolute like midst of Christmas for our uh, pod crawl 2019. See you then. See you later. Bye. Bye.